Welcome back to the Team Voices podcast, season one, the new reboot. And we have our first special guest, Dunway, the amazing What's going on? streamer and retired org owner. Tell us about yourself. So my name is Dunway. Um, I own Team Zeta, um, basically a competitive Fortnite organization. Also jumped into Call of Duty um, with the content and competitive a little bit as well. Basically, for myself, um, I was a streamer for about five years. Started on the streaming uh, platform called Mixer back in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, started streaming like a little bit of uh, Fortnite when it started to get a little bit popular. Also, I originally started streaming Call of Duty World War II. But then, um, yeah, as time went on, jumped really into the Fortnite scene. I got very invested into streaming, became uh, pretty popular on, on Mixer, and ended up, um, you know, Having Zeta as my dream org, I found out about Zeta in, when they first started in September 2019. I saw I liked what they were doing, so I decided to start grinding for them. And uh, I spent a very long time doing that, and I joined a team called TFC um, mm. in that in-between. So basically, shout out to uh, Mel, Clouded Mel. Um, he's awesome. He, he owned Legend. that team. He, he was a part of Zeta. Um, are also yeah uh pump guy named elite pump he's on uh elite right now uh one of the top fortnite players in the world plays with p god so wow. shout out to my boy pump um a lot of talented people are on that org and uh it was really good development for me to learn how to be like the best version of myself and that's what allowed me to get into team zeta and mm -hmm. um i worked my way up i started as their actually their most popular streamer before mixer shut down then i switched to twitch but I was kind of more focused on management by that point. And uh, I became an owner, owned the team for about a year. Yeah, I owned the team about a year. Um, and then, unfortunately, had to make that decision to, uh, you know, close org operations in September. But I've been living life since. Hmm. You kind of stole, like, the whole podcast, like, all the questions I just had. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, so how did you um find out, like, not about Mixer, but like, what made you want to switch to Mixer? Like, well, move there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So Mixer was really the first streaming platform I learned about because when I started, um, like, really kind of taking online gaming seriously, um, I originally started on PlayStation, but I didn't, like, stream or anything. I just was having fun on Black Ops 2, different things like that. Um, but okay. then I got to Xbox... I bought my mm -hmm. own Xbox. I had a PS3 for like forever. And I um, sold my Xbox, or, or sorry, sold my PlayStation 3 and all the games and stuff so that I could afford an Xbox. Now, the Xbox One that I bought, um, I started playing Fortnite on it. And yeah. that was like the main reason I bought it because I was like, oh, I want to like, play Fortnite on my own stuff. Um, and then, like, I had heard about it, and I saw my stepbrother, like, I played on his account, but I was like, man, I, I want to I wanna have my own time to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So I did that, and then, <clears throat> um, basically, when I had sold the, yeah, for the Xbox, I saw that they had a streaming platform called Mixer, which had just got switched from what was called Brime, okay. but then they switched it, yeah, to Mixer, and, um, yeah, like, from there... Basically, I like would occasionally stream like here and there, and I got started to get more like serious on it by the time that about season like three hit, 
I would stream like nightly when I was in high school. And uh, yeah, I would, you know, go to my school, go to cross country practice, and then as soon as I got home, I was streaming. Wow. And um, so yeah, that's quite cool because you switched like all the way back, like when Microsoft switched. Because like I know most people switched like during like you know when Ninja switched and stuff. Like, do you think um Mixer could have survived? Um, could Mixer have survived? Yes. <laughs> um, I believe that it could have. Right. I I think that there was a lot more um deep underlying problems than mm. the Ninja contract per se. Uh, and this is where I like I don't know I kind of sit up a little bit because this is an interesting one. Like, what had happened was um you know Mixer and Shroud obviously they said that it was a lot of money that they were putting into it, not getting a whole bunch of um and and Gothlian as well, but they were not getting enough revenue for how much they were paying these guys to be on the platform. Now, I, as a Microsoft company, like Mixer was, I, I didn't really believe that to be too true. And um, for those who were big, you know, Mixer insiders or had a little bit more say in the Mixer community, had a big understanding about what was going on behind the scenes. And basically, there was a Mixer staff member this is like very, very like day or two before they decided to get rid of Mixer and shut down for Facebook gaming. Um, they it had come out that a Mixer staffer had said like some super like derogatory, like inappropriate, basically oh, like yeah, kind of racist yeah. things. Yeah, mm. about um, Mixer partners and Mixer affiliates. And that caused a lot of people to sabotage the company, or, or not really sabotage, but I kind of boycott the company. Right. And I but think yeah. that Mixer panicked immediately, and they panicked so bad that Microsoft was like, mm, we are already not making the money that we immediately wanted to see. So they mm. just decided, hey, we're getting rid of it. And, um, you know, it was really unfortunate because a lot of people had to reset. A lot of people quit from it. Um, but that's kind of what happened from there. Yeah. That's interesting because um, Twitch has come under fire a lot recently. And a lot of people are moving to YouTube, as you've seen, like, certain streamers mm -hmm. like Dr. Lupu and, like, Saikuno and stuff, who yeah. has just recently moved over. And apparently, like, mm -hmm. he's leaked that, like, five other people will be switching as well. So, like, yeah. do you think people will be, like, you know, making, like, YouTube, like, more of the main platform, like, a Twitch killer, in a sense? What do you think? I don't think Twitch can be killed. Um, mm. I think that Twitch is always going to have a group of people that are going to be able to be successful in there. And they've made so much money, especially now being an Amazon company, that yeah. it doesn't really matter what they do. That's like, um, that's like if Apple <clears throat> decided to say that, you know, all these horrible things about a bunch of people that buy iPhones. So that kind of mm. makes people stop buying iPhones. Sure, some people switch to Android, uh, but even then, you you know, it, it's hard to convince the public that you know something that is so highly touted or touted and highly regarded um, as like the best that it's not the best. You know what I mean? That's because um, yeah. I even putting it ironically in Amazon terms, like yeah, that's like if if they, you know Jeff Bezos had some big issue. Um, and everyone was like, oh, well, we hate Amazon, so buying from, you know, eBay is better. It's just, mm. I mean, 
Is it? Mm, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I disagree. But, yeah, so, like, like, I mean, so people, you know, kind of, you know, like, like, they'll always have their opinion on what's better. Mm. Um, and whether it, yeah, whether it be that some people are going to jump to that YouTube and say, like, hey, YouTube is more productive. YouTube doesn't have all these issues. I'm going with them. Or you're going to have those people that also do the same thing. Um, that that are like, hey, YouTube gives me all these problems. I'm going to Twitch. So you're always going to have a back and forth. I think it just levels out. It's just a matter of who is where. You know what I mean? There's always yeah, going to yeah. be big names that switch uh, different places. But as long as you have successful people in your realm, uh, mm. you know, people are always going to be coming back to the place that you go. Yeah. And like, um, back to the um, topic of like eBay and stuff like so. Yeah. Um, eBay, it has its, um, you know, advantages because like you can get some good deals on products oh yeah because um, like amazon is good but at the same time like you can get like such bad deals and, like, and, like the amount of things you can buy on ebay compared to amazon is a lot better in my opinion that is yeah i mean uh, you bring up a good point there i used to like sell shit on ebay but um you mm, know same basically uh yeah ebay's got like a really wide variety the only issue I tend to find with eBay is just when you have a product seller that just either does a really sloppy job or like doesn't describe uh, the product well enough yeah. or when it takes forever to get shipped. I feel like that's where Amazon kills like a lot of mm. these companies like Amazon with the next day shipping and everything. It's like absolutely yeah. insane. I heard like um, Amazon like taxes like sellers really a lot. They do. Yeah, from from my knowledge, yeah, they they um I know somebody who does like Amazon sales and talks about like how, you know, it's extremely hard, you know, with with, with uh the taxing of it saying like, oh, you know, they take a huge portion of that paycheck. So if you're not selling extremely high, then your profit is just going to be like it's going to be extremely bad, like not even worth it, you know, if you're not selling at a high caliber just because you have to make up for, like, all the tax that gets taken out. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so, yeah, let's move on to, um, I guess, like, the, um, team journey, in a sense, if you get me. Yeah. So let's, um, talk about, um, what was that team again? T... TFC? Yeah, yeah. Tell me yeah. about that team, because I'm actually quite interested. So, yeah, so TFC, the first chapter, is what, um, mm -hmm. you know, it stood for. Basically, it uh, was run by Mel, Cloud of Mel. Um, okay. He put that team together, and I joined it when I, yeah, I was just a growing mixer streamer doing my thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I never realized the high level of talent that was actually in TFC. Like, when I was there, I realized everyone had something special. But, you know, sometimes you kind of sit there and you're like, man... Um, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, the, you you know, you do something real big for a little bit. Great, good for you, whatever. And it just doesn't really like go anywhere in a few years from then. Um, and I mean, I had the similar situation with Zeta, but I'll get in that later. But um, okay. you know, I I I would say that TFC laid the ground for me to realize that I was working with some talented people. Mm. So like when Mel spoke, we listened. And I believe that is a big reason that so many of the guys from TFC were successful 
um mel helped manage pump for a little bit and everything like that and he helped me out and and um in ways that i can't even describe so you know mel if you ever watch this man thank you i love you bro always will and also, um you know congrats on twitch twitch partner mel yes congrats, congrats on twitch partner mel freaking legend much mm. love bro but um yeah so you know mel like he taught me like so much about about being a disciplined like 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 uh you know being disciplined when you know things get weird or or, or, or like stressful in organizations he had been owning his team for forever i started helping manage with him uh and just kind of became like his you know obviously vaping pandas was his like right hand man but i was definitely like mm -hmm. the left hand guy so like i was definitely like third and like third in line for the most part oh, that's um cool you know, making big decisions and everything like that. And, um, you know, unfortunately him and VP had like a bit of a falling out and, and, you know, kind of, um, unfortunate because they were super close for forever. Um, but you know, that's kind of their story, not really mine, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I had good experiences with both of them, but I would, uh, you know, particularly Mel was the one that really pushed me, to be the greatest leader I can be. And, um, you know, guys like uh, Pump and all them just showed absolutely fantastic support. And I think just in the wake of, like, so much chaos that kind of went on with the org, that was so beyond Mel, by the way. It was extremely chaos. beyond Mel and everything. It was, like, thing, yeah, things got a little bit, like... Yeah, so things got a little bit, um, you know, dicey because the Call of Duty team, I was the only manager on both sides of Call of Duty and Fortnite for the team. Um, mm -hmm. They had a big issue with one of the members, um, and obviously it, it was a member I was, like, pretty close with, um, and, you know, obviously I don't want to, like, jump out and just throw names out, like, as far as, um, you know, specified people in that Fallout, just because I, I know those people are, like, trying to do their thing, um, and 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 get back into the swing of things so i'm not here to you know bash people like that but basically it was causing issues um and in the wake of it i kind of got caught in the middle because i was trying to protect somebody that i cared about a lot yeah of um, course. and then you know at that point uh zeta had already offered me which was crazy zeta had already offered me before and mm. i declined it the first time because i told him hey you are my dream team, but I'm extremely happy with TFC and I want to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. But then, um, in the wake of everything that was going on, uh, um, you know, I did reach out to uh, Epocalypse and I said, hey, Epo, um, do you still got, you know, that, that roster spot you talked to me about, do you still, is that still available? He told me, yeah, for you, any, any, any time, are you trying to join? <laughs> and I said, you know what? I was like, make me a manager of some sort and I'll join. And cause I wanted to be able to have some say because I already knew I, when I, when joining, I would become their biggest streamer. So I knew I had a little bit of leeway. I didn't want to push my buttons. I didn't want to like, yeah, yeah. you know, push myself yeah. too far, but I knew I wanted to have something where I could mm -hmm. be settled in and have some say in a team and be able to make a team long term and i knew if i couldn't do that myself and like have some type of control over it then i wouldn't want to be like a part of something that i can't put my input in and make good like like effective changes so ebo was like oh deal yeah easy enough he was like yeah welcome to zeta 
And then, yeah, I, I announced that I was joining Zeta. Uh, that was actually May. Wow, wait. This actually, very ironic. I think this may be the two-year anniversary of me joining uh, Team Zeta. Wow. This exact and day. Also, by the way, um, that'll be... Are you talking 27th or this exact day, recording day? Uh, this recording day. Yeah, this so recording that's May the 4th, everyone. But yes. Right. Congrats. Me, Congrats. Let me just see. Thank you. So let me just uh, scroll through my thing. I just want to see. Now, <laughs> now you got me curious. I started thinking about the date. And I was like, I was like, I know. I know it was in May of 2020 that I joined Zeta. And that was the time. Let's freaking see. Because I remember I made the introduction video. And here it is. May 5th. Okay. So tomorrow, the day after this recording day, will be the one year, the two year anniversary of my joining of Team Zeta. Ah, make sure to celebrate that tomorrow. I, I, I will. I definitely, I definitely will. I'll probably put that in the chord chat. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so yeah, about Zyda. So like, what was it like when you first joined? What was the experience like? Because obviously I never like, properly joined, like, I joined the um, yeah. chord, but like, what was it like yeah. on the team? Everyone was super welcoming. Um, that mm -hmm. was the first thing I noticed about it. I'm, I'm very observant about like how people react to things and everyone was extremely welcoming and open to uh, the ideas that I had. Now, there was about 60 members at that time. Um, wow. And it was a big org. And mm -hmm. so I quickly, I sat back, I observed because when I joined something as a leadership role, I don't want to come in and just immediately say, hey, like I'm changing this, that, and the other. Mm. I want to see what works. I want to see what doesn't work. What I realized was there was too many creative warriors on the team, and Fortnite was at the time shifting into a competitive gear. That was when Fortnite yeah. <clears throat> you know, stopped caring so much about, oh, the Faceway creative playground plays, mm. and they were focusing more on... Oh wow! Oh, you got this clip in a tournament. Oh wow! What was that end game like? Oh, you placed high in a tournament. Oh, streaming content. It was becoming that time where people were kind of like, okay, everyone can build good. It became that period of time when I had joined Zeta. It was about season. It was season two, chapter two. So it was okay. that point where everyone got really invested into co like into comp and, and content, and it wasn't any more shifted and geared towards oh, what kind of creative clips did you get today? So. <clears throat> obviously the creative was good for a little bit of numbers but we needed more of a competitive gear and the only people really playing comp was like <laughs> was zaz um zaz was playing competitive for a while um all the way up until his retirement um you had woofers and i played competitive together. So Woofers and I played competitive together, but I streamed a lot and Woofers was kind of getting more into competitive. And at the time of me joining Zeta, actually, um, Woofers and I split as a duo. We, we'd been a duo since the squad season. We were, yeah. it was a squad season. We were duoed up and then we played Winter Royale together. And then we 
played another set of tournaments together and we'd be in solos together like a lot and then the duos uh came out yeah mm -hmm. so we yeah i'm sorry yeah we did squads and winter royale then they had that tournament intermission for a little bit and then we played some duos together but then by fncs we split which i was heartbroken because i love my boy wolf still my boy I, I still text him to this day um oh that's amazing but yeah yeah no like he was literally the one that got me into you know into zeta in the first place or got me noticed um but <clears throat> yeah like the the team was just extremely welcoming everyone was super nice and uh you know for the for the very beginning that was what i realized but um after a while i realized that changes you know kind of need to be made yeah yeah of course I never spoke about a lot and stuff. Like, it's like you took like a step back and you were like, you observed for a second. That's quite cool. Quite professional. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, tell us about like the more changes you made. Because like, like, I noticed how it went from like a player based team to more like content creation. Um, mm -hmm. Did you play a big part in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,. Mm. You know, I never like to be <clears throat> the person who takes, like, a whole, you know, chunk of credit for things. Like, I'm always, like, a team player. I like they always say like, it's a team kind of thing. <laughs> but mm -hmm. in this sense, the person that, you know, basically, like, and I take the fire. Like, I know there's a lot of OG Zeta members that actually don't like me that much. And the reason so? is because I was the one that dismantled the team. That is one thing I will take full credit for. Um, I was the one that took apart that team for, um, you know, for the rebuild. Um, I rolled up to Epo one day. Uh, I said, hey, Epo, can we jump on the phone for a minute? She said, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and at that time, I was still just kind of another manager, uh, you know, still new. Obviously, they, they wanted me to have some say because <clears throat> I, you know, I, I knew what I was talking about as far as, like, getting people onto the team. And all this stuff so i said epo um you know like so i said to him epo uh we just don't need all these creative warriors and he was like well what do you mean like we get this great content from it blah, blah, blah. and i said you see that's the thing we're gonna plateau i was like you 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 got the impressions from it that's cool but we're starting to slow down a little bit and i was like you know the competitive world of Fortnite is switching. Like I was like, the world of Fortnite is switching to to caring more about competitive play and the tournaments that go on, as well as stream content. They're not caring so much about creative warrior stuff. And I was like, and most of the team's creative warriors. So I so Epo said, you know, dumb boy, what do you what do you want me to do about that? And I said, you know what? I said, I'll even do it. I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. I was like. I want what's best for it, Zeta. You know, I was like, I love the people in Zeta, but at the end of the day, I was like, Epo, I get they're your friends, but I had to teach, you know, Epo a little bit to treat it like a business. <clears throat> Two, I was like, stop giving all these people so many chances because I think that was what made Zeta a family, which was great. But at the same time, you know, like with Epo being very like lenient and, and keeping everyone family based. But I said, you can be family based and still do your business and still have people get out of the team when they're not doing anything that really benefits the team. So he said, what do you want me to do? And I said, you know what, Epo, honestly, 
call me crazy. I'm going to keep it real with you. I was like, we need to wipe the whole entire roster. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, and we need to do it like within like, I was like, we're going to do this within like the next two to three days. So he was like, are, are you like, like, are you sure? He was very hesitant about it because I know Epo's the sweetest freaking dude in the world. And he literally, Absolutely. you know, he, he was extremely like, didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, step on toes, stuff like that. But I said, Epo, I was like, do you want Zeta to succeed? He was like, yeah. And I was like, whose business is this at the end of the day? Who, who owns the business? And he was like, I mean, I do. So I said, all right, are you going to let your business sink or are you going to let your business float? He's like, I got to let it float. So I told him, okay. I was like, all right, then we are kicking 40 people. And he was like, 40 people. Like, and he was like, we're going to have, only have 20? And I was like, yes, because the game plan was remove the people that just didn't really play much of a part, <laughs> keep a solid group of smaller people that were determined, that were building like true content um, that were just doing the right things that would help us succeed. Um, and that didn't mean that like, you know, I didn't want a creative warrior, but I didn't want a creative warrior who just wanted Instagram clips and nothing more. One yeah, of the greatest, definitely. like one of the creative warriors that we had, it had kept actually was August X. Now August X has like over a hundred thousand subscribers and plays for devour. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So he, but back then he only had like 3000 subscribers. So he was small. We helped him oh, grow. Right. So you're not to take away from his like credit. I mean, he did an mm -hmm. amazing job doing all this stuff, but yeah. I think that we kind of helped him get into a spotlight of, all right, we're going to give you more focus and put you on more clips because we don't need 60 different people in 60 different posts. I was like, keep the same people have the same, you know, build and build a trust and a, and an ideology around the people, you know, that are actually going to do something with this team. that are going to be here the long term that aren't just going to give you a clip and leave. I was like, yeah. get people that will give you consistent comp placements that will ball out. <clears throat> um, you know, get you people that will, you know, help booster the team and, you know, especially get people that you can make a face of the brand. And Epo was like, all right, yeah, you're right. So that turned the shift. And then in that month of May, um, question, and question. May, like May to June, oh, what's up? What was the um, recruitment process like? Like, so like, how would you um find these um talented players? Depends on the uh, depends on the you know department that we're looking into. Um, basically, I yeah I can get into that part in a second for sure for sure. Okay. Um, because that was gonna be my next part that I kind of <laughs> went into a little bit, so I don't want to give too much away just at the moment. Ooh. But um, yeah, I was gonna say the last thing about the. You know the turnaround to kind of give you that suspense into it. The switch uh, in followage alone um, from May to June was upwards of fourteen thousand followers. Whoa! Mm -hmm. Wow! Wait, upwards. So you switch fight, and you went up fourteen thousand, correct? Yes, in one month. Mm -hmm. So, what was the um the growth process of Sardar like? From like so, because I'm interested because like you had like 500 posts and stuff. Like the growth strategy must have been 
pretty good. The growth strategy wasn't focused around how many views you can get on a video because those mm -hmm. would come. The growth strategy was around are you going to have consistent people that you can make a face of the brand and make a name part of the brand? And are you going to have people yeah, are, are you going to have people that will give you clips that you can post every single day? When Zeta started posting every single day, that changed everything because we were still getting bare minimum like 30, 40,000 views on a post. And then like, which was exactly what we wanted, you know, that, that was a bare minimum. And we were getting people that we could consistently give clips for. So then people could kind of, you know, identify with a, with a favorite player with, uh, you know, and, and build it like a team, you know, you don't watch, uh, you know, you don't watch all these sports show their, you know, like, let's say uh, baseball, for example, right? You have the pro team and the minor league teams, all that. You don't have the pro team showing their 50,000 minor league players that they have going on, like all these minor league guys that they, that aren't even on the pro team. You have a small group of pro players that everyone can identify with, that you see on a consistent basis, that you can turn into your favorite player. And that's exactly my mentality. I was like, you need to look at it like a sport. It's an e-sport. So I said, stop getting all these guys. Start having a solid team that's going to be here for a while. And just turn these people into superstars to your fan base. And that's exactly what we did. That was the big turnaround. Mm. So, um, that's really cool, but, um, can we go to the um, recruitment process? Yes. Yeah. So the growth strategy is um, really interesting, like the superstar part. Because um, I really want to try that with my own team. So this talk has been like really inspiring, I must say. Mm. So yeah, I've learned a lot already. So, yeah, for sure. Hey, <laughs> I'm just glad you can learn so much. You know, like I, like I, I just want to see people be able to like learn. Their, I don't like to have a secret sauce or like a secret recipe for like what I do. Um, I ain't gonna hide stuff. If you ask me questions, you know, I'm gonna tell you what we do. But as far as the recruitment, like process, that was, you know, that was something that it kind of varied based on, you know, it varied based on, uh, you know, like what we were looking for. So let's say Epo, you know, kind of went into a point where I was becoming, I be, I quickly became like the third man, like. Epo owned Zeta. Yeah. Narcotics also co-owned Zeta. And, and then, then I was just like the top manager at that time because we were still early on. But I, I gained their trust in like what I was doing extremely quickly because they were like, wow, the team's building. Yeah. So they tell me, hey, Dumbway, you know what you're doing. Uh, we trust you to get these players. If you say you're going to cut a whole team, you need to have people. Mm. So I said, yeah. Because obviously my goal wasn't to just have 20 people on the team the whole time. I wanted like 40, 50, but it needed to be 40, 50 of the right people. Yeah. So we, after building kind of that superstar, you know, growth mentality, we started expanding to getting more people. Now, the recruitment worked like this. A lot of times people, you know, like to think, <clears throat> and this is like <clears throat> a weird thing when you have a team that starts to grow really big a lot of people consistently think like hey grinders are, are the ones that like namely get picked up i mean it's yeah then grinders do get picked up not a bad thing it's not a bad thing to grind for a team 
But well, it's surprise the people because... that get picked up, the, the yeah, but yeah. the people the people that get picked up the most often, and in my experience with it, were the ones that grinded for themselves because they were mm. the most successful. I didn't need to watch like somebody would be grinding for you know grinding for Zeta, uh, yeah, you know, five hundred followers, stuff like that. That's great, you know, but we need something that would grow the organization. Exactly. Now, I could find somebody that grinded for themselves on Twitch and had, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 followers. Uh, take Tasky, for example. Tasky did grind for Zeta because he knew Wizard. Wizard, we originally got. Wizard wasn't even a Zeta grinder. He just was kind of doing his thing. And we were like, yo, this guy's kind of doing numbers. So I talked to Wizard and I was like, yo, like, I think that you would really like it here. Wizard was like, yeah, I'm about it. So then Wizard joined the team. Bonbon. Uh, Bonbon bon was, was literally like the fifth most followed mixer streamer in the world. Or like some, some shit like that. He was like top 10 or something. Yeah, he had some crazy I know he, stats. Yeah, I know that he was actually the number one most followed African-American mixer streamer. So, wow. little fun fact for you. Now... Freaking legend. I love Bon. He's he's awesome. He's the goat. So Bon, I convinced to, you know, join Zeta. He was very weary about teams. He was like, man, I was on a team. They didn't do nothing for me. It didn't help me at all. Like, so I don't know if I want to do that. So I told him, hey, Bon, listen, I'm taking a leap and I want you to leap with me. I promise that this team's gonna deliver. Like, and you're gonna love this org. Like, we actually care. The people talk. I was like, we'll post the clips that you send us. Like, I was like, as long as you send us content, we'll post it. We post daily. So we got plenty of opportunities. And I was like, and we're going to help you build your brand. Because it's not, it's not always just about what can they do for the team. A lot of times it's also what can the team do for you. That's why people grind for certain teams. So Bond was like, you know what? I'll trust you, dumb boy. I'm in. Because me and him were boys. Bond never regretted it. Stayed there all the way till the very end. Um, you know... And, and and I can I can the list could go on about that. I mean, in that time frame, we had picked up Miro. Uh, Miro stayed only for a short period of time before he joined Outcast. Then he joined okay. TNA. The rest was history. Everything like that. Now now he's on the DIG. He just signed the other day with P God. Those two. Ooh. But I mean, Wait, it, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Well, Miro's probably the best Fortnite player in the world right now. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. Wow. Uh, well, him or Booga. But they play together, so I mean, they're they they literally win every like every freaking tournament. I mean, Miro literally won. Like, he has the most. I think right now Miro has won more FNCSs than any other Fortnite player. So he's uh yeah he he's doing his thing. So we had Miro on Zeta for a while. Um, that wasn't super long time, but I mean he was a super nice guy. We had a guy named Adam. Uh, we had Adam, and he was, uh, he was a pretty cool dude. He, I'm not gonna lie, Adam was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit egotistical with contracts, especially early on, but I mean, honestly, with good reason. He was a great player. Um, he never really, like, got big into, like, orgs. I think he joined, he joined, um, Expert. He joined Expert at one point, and then Expert is shut down, but that was probably the most that he did. But, um, no, I mean, he went to, like, Grand Finals multiple times, everything mm. like that. He's a really good player, too. But then, obviously, I saw, um, you know, a, a, a very 
you know, pulsing problem as we were developing the competitive side because we got the streamers. That wasn't hard to get the streamers and get them as mm-hmm. free agents. We had the followage, um, yeah. you know, to, to show that we can benefit them and they would give the content to benefit us. And it just like, it worked. But competitive players are a different story. So that was where I saw a big gaping problem Question. with price. Mm-hmm. CSGO team. I heard you had a CSGO team. We did. Yes. Man, you, yeah, you did your homework, man. You did your homework. <laughs> there, there was a CSGO Zeta team. There was a Zeta Call of Duty team. Um, we dismantled the CSGO and the Call of Duty team uh, at the same time. I vouched for the Call of Duty team. It didn't end up, you know, getting pushed oh. into like a future. Uh, that's when we started pulling in content creators and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we never made an actual like competitive league team after a little while because um, it kind of got screwed over by a guy who had left. Um, Wait, but we had some talent. Wait, what was that? Did you say league? Oh, we were in a league. Yeah, they oh, were in a Call of Duty league. We had two teams. And then uh, CSGO was in the same thing, but I dismantled mm. the CSGO team. I told them there's there's no use for them. Oh, I thought you said League of Legends for a second. I was like, oh, so we oh, have no, no, no. CSGO and League. <laughs> no, yeah, no. LOL, I, I, I have like no I have like mm. no knowledge of that. I, I would not have been able to like make a successful league brand because I have no clue about League of Legends at all. Yeah, me neither. Because I was looking into that. I was like, I swear you need because I saw like hundred thieves got into that. And like yeah. they had to pay like so much to get in or something, like they had to pay like it, it, one billion or something. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous how much mm. like you have to know about League of Legends to actually get into that com. But I mean that yeah. can be said with just about any com. But the one thing is, uh, you know, like the Fortnite and Call of Duty com. There's always mm. people that want to play for you. There's always people that will join whatever team that's going to pay them or whatever team is going to benefit them. And League of Legends though. With the leagues that you have to be put in, uh, all this stuff. <laughs> Sorry. That, like, made a mess. Like, that makes a mess. So I didn't really get into that. And I, yeah. I saw a similar light with CSGO. And that's <laughs> why I, I cut the CSGO team early on. Oh. Because I, I forgot about it. Man, yeah, like, that, you really um, did your homework, bro. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm quite a big fan of Zyder myself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The team, Team Oasis. It's actually inspired by Zyda, so a little bit 100 Thieves, right. but most of, most of it's Zyda, so a lot of it I wanted to like implement from Zyda, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I also heard yeah, that's awesome. you were going to do a podcast. I did hear you were going to do a podcast. Yes. So I was like, yes, you know we what? Gonna... I was going to make one because I, I actually made the team like when Zyda was around, and I was like, you yeah. know what? Um, they said they want to make a podcast. How about I make one as well? So that was kind of like the inspiration. So yeah. They did make a little bit of a podcast. I actually wasn't included into the production of that, which was like completely fine by me. I already had enough mm-hmm. going on as far as like, you know, finding competitive players, finding streamers, stuff like that, and doing like the business aspect. I wanted Epo to kind of get the focus on the content aspect. Yeah. He was going to do it with his brother, who was like a famous, like, who's like a pretty popular YouTuber and stuff. Ooh. And, um, and he was going to do it with <clears throat> a couple other boys and kind of include that into like the team Zeta, like, you know, 
uh, brand, but um, they did a few episodes. It didn't really pan out like the way that they were looking for it to, so it kind of just ended up like falling off. But um, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was um, that was when I was like still a manager. That was probably right before I became a partial owner of Zeta. That was like literally right before it. Hmm. That's actually really cool though, because like um. So I've just gone blank. <laughs> um, no, you're good. But yeah, man. Generally, like, I did my homework, man. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, like, because like, yeah, um, because I really want to know what made you like, you know, end up like, you know, dismantling like, you know, the team. Oh, uh, uh, the team and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I can definitely get into that part. It all ties back to one of the biggest issues. Um, which honestly, this isn't the main reason that, that it ended, but this is kind of like the start mm-hmm. of, it was the start of the biggest rise of team Zeta, but okay. also definitely the beginning of the downfall, because that's when you turn it to a team to an org. Um, mm. we start putting money into it because <laughs> these competitive players wanted a lot of money oh, to right. represent teams. Um, depends on the player. I, I can't necessarily disclose specific contracts from Team Zeta, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but I can say that, you know, there were guys that, you know, let's say, I want to say, honestly, I think our, shoot, I want to say our biggest contract was sitting, man, I, I want to say our biggest contract was sitting somewhere in the 300, somewhere like that a month. Wow. So we were paying like, and, and we had mm. multiple people signed at a time. And the good news was when sometimes when people weren't performing, um, mm-hmm. we loved them and they like kind of caught it yeah. back. Uh, we would keep them as free agents. I mean, we got so many talented guys. And the one thing was I saw that East, NA East, was mm-hmm. becoming extremely saturated. Um, you know, all the players wanted like 600 plus and you know, I talked to a few of them I tried to get a couple on I had a couple guys that are talented free agents so I was like you know what East is chilling I have Abo, I had Danny, Caesar, Bullcut Tyler all guys who are like really successful now well you know Danny retired and everything but but Abo, Caesar um, you know and uh, Abo, Caesar, Tyler all are doing really good things right now like Tyler's on Zen um, Caesar's on Vanish uh abo is a free agent but he like he still balls out but yeah no i mean i had like all these guys so i was like okay i got all this talent that i don't need to pay so i'm not going to be paying people 600 bucks a month yeah that makes sense i switched i switched over to na west so this was the second time i had a crazy idea i was like epo Remember that time when i dismantled the whole team and he's like are we doing this again i was like no 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 no. like it's not gonna be like that (laughs) Um, but I told him, Hey, I got another crazy idea. So he's like, uh, okay, like hit me with it, I guess. So I told him, Hey, what if we start looking at West competitive? And he was like, well, what's the benefit with West? And I was like, you do realize that there's not a single team that like truly dominates the NA West other than NorCal and extra. I was like, those are the two top tiers. I was like, who's third? Hmm. I don't know. I told him exactly. There's no third. That's the issue. So I was like, we can like solidify a spot up in, high in the ranks 
if we start building into a competitive roster from there. We already had Zaz, and we had a guy who had eventually left. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was Arrow. Arrow was also super talented. He he even joined um he joined Delirium for a little while. But uh yeah, Arrow was super talented too. So we were like, hey, we have Arrow, we have Zaz, but we don't really tap into the Westcom, but there's so much talent there and there's so much like views. Like they still get a lot of viewership and like a lot of popularity and people focus on their tournaments. So I was like, hey, let's start looking at West players. So we started looking at all these West players, we started picking up all these guys. I start making all these like crazy pickups. Um, I picked up like Grim. Uh, that was like one of the initial ones. <clears throat> I picked up Sir Capalot, who played NA East and NA West. You know, super talented guy. Yeah. Uh, I picked up his teammate Mini. Mini was like completely cool, also like super talented dude. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I got like all these like really talented dudes to join the squad and start building what would become this like powerhouse of a West roster. And, you know, that led to some of them getting signed and stuff. We saw some great free agents, mm-hmm. like literally like shout out to uh, mm-hmm. Fletch, like initially well, off oh, the top of my head, Fletch. He joined MSF. Yep. Yeah, he was, he joined Misfits. Um, and he was on Zeta when he had joined Misfits. He, he actually was a free agent on Zeta. He left mm-hmm. Zeta for AKA gaming. And okay. then he was like, so he left and he was like, <clears throat> came back like, maybe a week or two later and he was like please let me back like i just i i hate aka i'm i don't want to leave the family like zeta is literally family to me so i was like bet so i let him back so i was like you know what i don't usually do this once you leave like i usually just say like hey like do your mm-hmm. thing but i was like you know what i understand like i'm i'm, I'm gonna give yeah. you that second chance i don't regret it a minute he was so like fletch was so great he appreciated everything the first initial thing he said he was like rejoin zeta like i'm never leaving this family like again and even then, like, he still didn't really, like, leave the family. Because even when he joined Misfits, like, he mm-hmm. still thanked Zeta for, like, everything. He was like, yo, like, Zeta, like, really, like, was the, like, like the, the wow. key point, like, on what helped me get here. And he, like, he was, like, done, like, grinding for other teams and stuff. He only joined Misfits because he won that tournament. And, like, they were like, mm-hmm. yo, like, it, it, I mean, it's Misfits. Like, yeah, I was like, of course. like, He's not Fletch was asking well. me shit. Fletch was like fucking asking me like, "Oh, should I go?" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, leave." Like I was like, "Yeah, like, like, go, go, join Misfits." <laughs> like I, like I said, I always told Epo and everybody, I never wanted to watch people feel forced into Zeta, and I never wanted yeah. to like lie to people. I never wanted to do that for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. When Fletch came to me and asked me, "Should I like, you know, should I take this?" I told him like, "Yeah." I, I mean, I'm straight up. Like, I was like, this is a great opportunity for you. Like, you know. And obviously, I think he already had his mind made up before that. But I think he just kind of wanted to, like, consult with me a little bit. So he just was kind of like, yo, like, what do you think? Like, like I really want to join. But, like, you know, is it? I was like, Fletch, you don't got to ask me, bro. Like, I was like, <laughs> leave Team Zeta to join Misfits. Like, I want to see you succeed. They are a gr- fantastic organization. I was like, they will help build you the right way. You need to join Misfits. He was like, okay. I was like, bet. All right, cool. We got that. So we had all these good, great guys. You know, we we continued to make big splashes. Um, you know, we had picked up uh, Ben Penn after a while. Like Ben Penn, fantastic. I still manage him to this day. Moon Killer, 
was uh you know was also one of the best pickups that we had made um i vouched for moon killers joining um when she first joined and and man has she turned into a superstar and mm. you know i i i kept pushing <clears throat> for <clears throat> a lot of people to join the team that i felt were deserving um coop out from the eu region joined ace of spades now is like literally a now is literally like a well-known well-respected eu competitive player which is very hard to do by the way um you know we 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 had so many guys that were just so Wait, special you say eu player yeah so you had He's an eu competitive player fortnite on the na team well NA dominantly, mm. but we had a couple NA streamers at the time, or, or, or I'm sorry, EU streamers at the time. Mm -hmm. So we picked up two people. We picked up two competitive players for EU. We picked up Ender and Coop. But at, before that, we also had Retoy, and Retoy was also a very well-known, like, talented guy. So Retoy was very okay. well-known in, in, in EU, and then Coop kind of followed in his footsteps. And Coop was kind of in a shadow for a little bit, but Coop ended up becoming bigger than Retoy ever was. And uh, he still is. But, um, yeah, we just got, like, all these talented guys, all these talented streamers, like, and just really, like, developed, like, this, like, perfect family. Like, where I was literally like, Epo, do you see what happened? Like, we have all these guys who are so dedicated, committed to the grind, and, like, doing all their things. There's no reason that we need to kick any of them. Like, I was like, this is the type of team that you don't need to make excuses for. This is the type of team that you can love and have a family but still be business because you don't need to remove these guys from the team because they all do what they need to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because, like, I'm also trying to, like, learn that family aspect of, like, of a team and stuff. Do you have any, like, um, yeah. advice for anyone, like, you know, how to, like, you know, build up their team and stuff like, and process. You know, um, you know, planning is always mm. the the first step I I take. Um, you know, before I dive into like any market because everyone specializes in different markets. Before I jump into any market, I assess like, you know, what region. I think I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is, oh, what region is the most popular? I'm gonna go to you know, let's say for Fortnite, right? Oh, EU and NA East. I'm going to EU and NA East. Great. Yep. All right. Cool. I'm gonna make my I'm gonna make my stand in this in this in this uh, or like in this org world. There's like a million different orgs that are huge in in NA East. <clears throat> I mean, Phase Clan. Uh, I mean, like like for NA East EU Falcon Phase Clan. Uh, you know, uh, um, TNA and all these like you know millions of freaking teams. <clears throat> it's saturated. Luminosity, LG, uh, you know, Cloud9, all these guys. Oh, <laughs> Luminosity. Um, you told yeah. me before that Zyder had like drama and stuff, right? And Luminosity was like getting involved in a sense. Tell me about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Oh. So we had a little bit of a drama. I know a Lumino I know a Luminosity member. In a good way, and a luminosity member knows me in a bad way. Um, I know a guy named Birdo who is a mixture streamer. <clears throat> luminosity, one of my boys, love the Birdman. He's awesome. But um, actually, the owner of Outcast and the owner who is also a member of Luminosity as a manager, uh, I got into like a rift with uh, a Regulator. 
and the biggest mistake I ever made um, as an org owner, like trying to protect my teammates, <clears throat> uh, he was going after Mr. Chris um, about a drop spot issue, and Chris got a clip killing him. So I, you know, posted the clip, and and he got the placement. Chris got a like awesome ass placement. So then I on the team page added regulator and I said, regulator, you rocking with this? So then it started a whole back and forth chain, <clears throat> which a lot of people supported Zeta because a lot of people knew that like regulator was kind of like one of those dudes that would just, you know, you know, he had beef with a lot of people, but a lot of people also respected regulator because he was a really good player and he was like pretty well known in the comm. So he posted, you know, because a while back I had tried to recruit him, mm-hmm. like way before the whole issue. And I mean, he, he, he like, I, I mean, I don't have like any beef with regulator at this point. Like we made up, we were cool, we were homies. It don't matter. You know, we, yeah. we just do our thing now. Um, but before, yeah, before the beef, I tried to recruit him. So he took a screenshot of the recruitment thing that I had. And I had like, I had wrote like in there that I had connects obviously to like luminosity mm-hmm. and <laughs> like luminosity and outcast. Yeah. Okay. Like, because I wanted people to know when I talked to them, it's not about, I'm just trying to like suck you into this team forever. I want to see you develop. And we did that with people. I have proven yeah. results. <clears throat> I'd sent players to teams that succeeded and I had the connections. Now, I didn't really talk to the owner of Outcast, who was also that manager on Luminosity. I don't even remember his name. I don't, I don't even know who the fuck he is. I'm going to be real with you. Like, I just didn't really give a shit what he had to say. <laughs> but um, he decided to comment when Regulator posted a screenshot, and he was like, yo, you were, like, trying to recruit me, though. But I'm straight up, so I was like, yeah, I was. Like, I was. But I realized, like, you're, you're kind of a dick. So, uh, but, you know... But then the Luminosity guy, the Luminosity manager slash outcast owner was like, bro, that's cringe. I don't even know who he is, blah, blah, blah. I'm just thinking like, bro, like I just found out who the fuck you were. I'm going to be real with you. Like, <laughs> like, and it, it sounds asinine. It sounds like ironic from me saying like, oh, you have connections, but like, oh, you don't even know the owner. But that's because you can have connections to other managers. You can have connections to other players mm. that have a lot of say that can get yeah. you in. Um, and that was what I had. I had the connections to, you know, Berto, who had extreme say in Luminosity's movements. Um, you had, you know, I also had connections <clears throat> to, you know, managers that were up in Outcast. Uh, that, you know, maybe yeah, sure they they went through them. I, I don't know how it went, but at the end of the day, it was like, yo, like they could still make a decision to recruit a player. And like I can still get somebody there without having to go through this owner, without having to be like, "Yo, let me let me shake hands and talk to you." So <clears throat> that was yeah, that was the luminosity ish beef. wasn't really so much luminosity. It was just like that one guy, and I think he was just like he was just trying to defend regulator because that was like his boy. But like you know, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I like mm-hmm. I just like I jump in for my friends and I start like you know I'll I'll get on people like like mm-hmm. um I mean you've seen it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I will, I will, I will get on somebody's ass like if they're messing with somebody that I care about. So like, because I, I just like, I'll, I'll let them know, like I'll let them know what's up. And if I need to like, and hell, I don't like to be like an ego person, but like, 
when when I need to be like an ego, like an asshole, like I'll be an ego asshole. Like I'll literally like, you know, somebody starts talking some like some some shit about like somebody that I care about, and I'll be like, oh, oh, really? Because your say has a lot of you know, like has a lot of uh, a lot of say and influence to your two followers. Like you know, <laughs> I'll start letting them know, like like I, I don't know who you are. Like, like, I'm like, yo, you might know, like, like you might've heard about me, but I have no clue who you are. So like fan, fan activity. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the mentality that I, I had had. And I think that that was the mentality that he had at one point that, 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 that one, you know, manager owner had done. And I'm not going to lie when I've defended people, I've done the same thing. So I don't blame him again. I'm not going to lie. I still, I still don't remember his name. I don't remember who the fuck he is. He probably doesn't remember who the fuck I am either. He, he probably got over it that next morning. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I had apologized for it. Reagan and I made up. Um, mm. Everything was cool. You know, it just was what it was. Wow. So, like, a war of, like, there's basically, like, a war of, like, three different orgs. That's kind of huge. Like, I mean, but, um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was it was weird. We, we just, like, you know, I, I wasn't afraid to, like, go for impressions, especially because it helped build Twitter mm. a little bit. So, like, you know, I would kind of push the buttons of some people, like, that I knew I could push the buttons on. But mm. I think that, I think that when I push the buttons regulator, I think that I didn't realize, like, how not well he was going to take it. Like, I didn't realize that he was going to take it very poorly. And he was going to mm. start, like, <clears throat> going in this whole thing. I mean, I still just, like, I held my ground and I defended, like, what I said. Uh, because, you know, he had told, you know mr chris like after the whole thing to literally like kms i'm not gonna say it on your thing just because i don't know yeah like i don't want to make a you know big issue on that <laughs> but yeah he, he that's like he he said the whole thing to him he let him know and he like said yeah. it multiple times so that was why i was kind of fired up because i was like yo like you don't say that to one of my people like you just do not say that to one of my people and that's you know that's where i had a problem hmm You know, honestly, like, I really respect, like, the way you, like, go after people and stuff, like, you know, because, like, you're actually on, you, you're loyal, in a sense, you get me? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You don't, like, just, like, um, you know, jump ships, in a sense, you get me? No. Yeah, I respect yeah, that Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, like, a jump ship person and i appreciate mm. that so much like you know i'm glad that that you know you're able to like that you noticed that you know because it's one of those things that i think is a very unsung thing to to a lot of people um i think a lot of people worry that you know hey i do all this stuff for somebody and and they just don't notice i, I care so much about what this person has and they don't notice and the truth is like those people do like don't don't ever doubt yourself on that because at the end of the day like they they do care it is very important, and I would say that, you know, that has been detrimental in allowing me to build some of the best relationships I've ever had in my life, in, in like, IRL and online. Like, I, some of my closest friends, Epo's my brother, like, I, I fucking, I, I love him to death as my boy. Um, You know, Narco, I love Narco, Woofers. Um, legends. Absolute Mel, legends. yeah, Mel, Danny, Pump, uh, you know. Caesar, Abo, mm. all them. Like, even if these guys don't know it, I love them all to death. Like, I, I love all, every single one of them. Anybody who ever stepped foot in Team Zeta, like, I love every single one of you. 
Like I, you know what I mean? And and I'm loyal <clears throat> like to the end. Like I will mm. you know, you you could you could literally you could literally murder somebody, but if you tell me like you felt like you were right, I'll defend it because that is like how much I cared about the people and how much like I believed in every single person that joined like my team. I brought you in for a reason because I believed in what you did and you believed in me and you know what I mean? I'm always going to be like there for those people and support them you know, through thick and thin, whether they love me or not. Hmm. That's really nice of you to say that to all of those people inside there, because, you know, mm. all of them, absolute legends. I can see, like, what you mean by the family aspect, because, you know, mm. you have their backs and stuff, so it's a really admirable thing to do and stuff. It's like you said, you're not a jump ship person. I really respect that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is um, almost an hour into the podcast. <laughs> We hit the hour mark just now. Oh, wow. Let's go. So, um, yeah. Um, any questions you want me to ask you? Anything you want to, like, say? Well, let's see. Um, you know, I, I obviously, uh, you know, I, I, I like to tell anything um, and mm. just kind of whatever comes to my head on, on any situation. Um, but if you had any, like, other, you know, like, specific or, like, maybe trivial questions that you wanted to ask me, feel free. Also, what made you, like, be burnt out from streaming? Because, like, I know you noticed you, like, also <clears throat> retired from that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I loved streaming. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'll keep it a little bit brief just because I know I don't want to make your podcast too, too long. No, but, no, um, cool. Yeah. I, so, I loved streaming. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, was, it was my getaway from everything. Um, but when you work 40 hours a week um you have an organization that you have to own for full time because people yeah. are all around the different regions and calling you at different times mm -hmm. because you're always the one that has to make the executive decision um on top of that you stream six hours a day or or, or not really six for me i i would stream about four yeah four four to six um so i stream about like four to six give or take and then on top of that um, you also had the fact that I was also doing school. I was a full-time student, like, in college. And, you know, at first it was kind of working out. Mm -hmm. But as everything got a lot more complex, um, and, and I, started, I started to realize, like, man, like, I'm really burnt out. Like, I just, like, wasn't having fun. I wasn't, mm. like, I was losing money uh, putting it into the org. I wasn't having fun. Um, yeah. and it wasn't that the org wasn't fun. It was just, I wasn't having fun streaming anymore. It was mainly mm. that, uh, that made me quit streaming. Well, that, that didn't have a factor into me like quitting the org because I was going to actually quit streaming before the org ended. Yeah. But and I, the, um, I put a tweet out that. About the org ending. So like, was it like more due to like, I guess like, you know, you didn't want to be spending too much on the org and stuff. <clears throat> it was... It was a matter of a few things. Obviously, okay. some some of the financials had to do with with mm -hmm. like ending the org because it, you know you have to spend a lot of money. Um, yeah. basically, you have to spend a lot, so that that definitely played a factor. Um, the fact that the like I couldn't fully keep up with everything that was going on, but because Epo, virtually, it's not that Epo didn't want to own Zeta. He 
did, but think of it like um like how like Phase Blaze is like an uh, is like a part or, or like Nick Merckx is like a part owner of Phase, right? Yeah. Okay. Is Nick Merckx in there doing like every business aspect of the org? No. Or is he more just a face? Yeah, he's just face. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was what Epo you know aspired to become, and it left me with a lot of the workload um mm. of being the you know mathematical the managerial yeah. the decision making stuff and mm. Callie and I took that on a lot and a lot of another big issue was when narcotics quit because that took a lot um it threw a lot onto Epo and I's shoulders and Callie stepped up um to kind of fulfill that but when Epo kind of got to that point where he was like yo I just want to I just want to be the brand but I don't want to like run the brand anymore so he was kind of passing the torch to me Okay. I didn't have anybody that could help me other than Callie. And like mm. people tried to help me on things, but they were very small things that I needed somebody with a lot of experience and with a lot of say in the team to make those decisions with me. And I just didn't have that. Yeah. And then you mix that with, yeah, again, I was still streaming. Like I was still streaming a bunch of hours. I was still, you know, working a bunch. Um, I was still doing full-time student, like I was still doing full-time school Mm -hmm. and the work, like the classes that I've been doing are harder than I've ever taken any other classes in my life. So school was not like a breeze per se. Um, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I need to make a life decision right now. And it's either like, Mm I, 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 I drop out of college and my mom like basically kills me here. And I try and pursue this org that I'm not really getting too much like help on or I, you know, I unfortunately end it uh, and maybe kind of, you know, or like stuff like that and, and just like end the org maybe until one day, one future day, I have enough time and I'm ready to own it again um, and then go from there. And mm. that's the choice I made. And side note, oh, if in case you noticed, uh, selling the team was never in the plan. Mm. Selling the team was never an option. It was either yeah. the team, you know, continues to live by me and I struggle through mm. it. Or the team, you know, ends by me and, and, and would always be what I envisioned it or what Epo envisioned it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, everything has a life. And right now, even though, like, I, I doubt that I'll reopen Zeta, um, Zeta lived the life that Epo and I wanted it to. Zeta mm. did exactly what we wanted it to. And it's like, you know, I was, I remember like crying like i called um moon killer and callie and i was just in tears i was so upset you know ending zeta that was the hardest like the hardest decision i may have ever made in, in my of like career uh, of gaming and everything and you know I-, I didn't give a shit about quitting streaming i didn't give a fuck i was like you know what i'll make these sacrifices better the team but ending that team i felt like i let down so many people and i realized i just i didn't like i had to take in stride that i didn't let people down and but that i helped build like a bond with people that, you know, allowed for yeah. all of us to like be forever connected and forever close to each mm. other and always checking in on each other and like caring of one another. Like I, I, I helped build something so special and unique that you don't see every day, like with orgs. And I had to realize that. So then, you know, my, my tears of sadness kind of turned into tears of happiness because I realized like, I'm not going to cry because it's over. Like, I'm going to be happy because it happened. Mm. So you're saying there's a chance it could come back. There's a chance. There's a chance. 
Um, mm. You know, like I said. And I understand, like, with, like, you know, selling it to someone. Because you, you said to um a few people before, like, oh, if you gave it to someone, someone might damage the brand if you get me. So, yeah, that's also an important thing and stuff. Like, so, yeah. To I this day, people have, people have tried to... <clears throat> um, uh, people have tried to make like a fake Zeta and like use the name just because they saw we ended. Mm. And I've always I've swiftly stepped in any situation that that's happened, and I've actually, uh, you know, uh, you know, threatened literally uh legal action on him because oh, I I have because he yeah because he and I have the have the title and the rights to to the Zeta like to the team mm. Zeta LLC. So we own the organization and we own mm -hmm. the name and rights and likeness of the of the of the logo and image and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah. anybody that tries to like put together Zeta and be like, oh, Zeta's back, mm. unless it is run by Dumbway or Apocalypse, it is not back. Like, you know, we we are the two like owners, mm -hmm. and it will stay that way. And honestly, I don't see Epo putting it back together. So. If anybody would put it back together, it would most definitely be myself. Um, would Epo join it? Uh, I mean, there's a good chance he'd probably just rejoin <laughs> it, but and, and still be an owner. And I, you know, obviously, I'd still love to have Epo on the board with that. And I've talked to Epo about it. I mean, we we made jokes and everything like that. But I'm, I'm but I'm like dead serious. I was like, if I get a shit ton of money, which the career choice that I want to go into um, after college would allow for me to make a shit ton of money and What's not that? have to work a whole bunch. Uh, medical device sales. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, and uh, going into that, <clears throat> I've talked to the Epo before, and and we said like, hey, if a lot of shit ton of money gets made, and we're still, you know, you're still streaming and stuff. I was like, even if I'm not streaming, I will wholeheartedly, I will restart this organization. And you know, like I said, it's doubtful for the for right now, mm. but I don't ever put a zero percent chance on that. And I told Epo, I was like, if I ever win the lottery too, which again very rare chance but if i were to ever win the lottery i know my money would go right into team zeta and i would just start the org back up again and i would just invest funds so that i could live like a retired life but i would put my career path from then on into owning team zeta like and and just keep doing it forever because i loved doing what i did and changing people's lives uh whether it be you know fans of of team zeta or members of Team Zeta, like we changed so many people's lives, and all of these people were just such good-hearted kids, like such good-hearted people. Um, you know, I never met a group of such good, true, like honest, just great people, and and that is where like my desire to continue that stems from. That's why Zeta, that's why Zeta Core was made. I ended Zeta, and I was like, wait, what if I just turn it into a friend group? And yeah. I and I made it. Zeta core because you're like an elf. You're like an elf right now. Want that to die. That that's Zeta. The org isn't Zeta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, you lagged out for like a second. I think it was my internet connection or something. Oh, you're all good. All good. Yeah. Yeah. No um, honestly. Yeah. It's great to be a part. It's great to be part of um the Zeta core. Really appreciate it. For sure, man. I'm glad oh, that you're in it. Where's the mask? Where's the mask? Where's the mask? Oh, I can't find it. But I would, I would have showed it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. But <laughs> yes, I yeah. have. I have. Mm. I I always wondered where you got it from. Um, I just got off eBay. Like 
you can get like custom like masks made and stuff and everything. Oh. And I was like, I was just bored, mm -hmm. so I was like, it's made like some random Zelda mask and stuff. Like, got the arms. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. I made it like a while back. I think it was when um Inferno joined. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Honestly, man, amazing org. Honestly, um, you've done so Thank much, you. man. Honestly, and it's been really great, like knowing you as well, and especially getting to know you more and stuff. Like, because I've got to know you even more and stuff. Like, I really appreciate you like helping me out recently yeah. as well and stuff. Like, because like sometimes anytime, bro. Hmm. Yeah, this team. You know what? Think. Yeah. Yeah, things happen, man. Like, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, um, you know, like like sometimes I I'd been in your shoes, like where you know, a situation happened or, or, or like drama goes on and you just yeah. feel like you have nobody in your corner. And like, that's mm. why I'm there because I tell all my Zeta members, like, if you ever need help, like turn to me. If you ever have a question of whether it be like business related, turn to me. Um, if you mm -hmm. have an issue with management or, or a teammate thing, like talk to me because I'm like, yo, I'm here because I did this for five years and I owned an org and managed orgs for two years. Mm -hmm. And I know what I'm I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. I have the track record to like help you succeed. And that's where, you know, I um, you know, I I just want to help people. And I tell them, like, I know Moonckiller and Ben Pen, I manage them now. Um, I told them like, hey, I'll manage you. And they were like, Well, how much do I need to pay you? And I told them, no, you don't have to pay me anything. I I just want to do amazing. it because I want because I because I care about you guys, so I helped mm. them get signed to their orgs. Um, now that Moon Colors and Pulsar yeah. Ben's on uh, BDI or, mm -hmm. or, or or BMD, sorry BMD. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he just signed uh, massive contract. So Ooh. super big congratulations to Ben Penn. He's he's earned it, man. He works his ass off every day. And Moon Killer, same thing. Uh, you know, she's earned everything mm. that she's gotten to. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, um. I think we're at the end. So um, at this section, I normally, um, like the episodes before, I normally ask my guests to give me three questions. So, okay. um, yeah. Have you thought All right, that? sweet, sweet, sweet. I have. I, I gave him some thought when you told me about that okay. yesterday. Mm. So <clears throat> my first thought is, my first question, what do you look to bring with Team Oasis in the next year? What is your end goal in the next year? Mm. Well, first of all, I want to actually get this team as an org. First of all, get hold of the trademarks and stuff like maybe mm -hmm. kind of like find a way to like, you know, fully get myself into the comp scene. I at least want a Valorant team, an Apex team, because we're sp mostly specialized in Valorant and Apex. Um, yeah. I generally want to actually complete a season of Team Wasters podcast without having to reboot again. So <laughs> <laughs> you will, you will, you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally, um, yeah, that's like the main term goal for this year is to like actually have our phone door because most mostly this year we were like prioritizing content creators, and it's kind of a big part of the drama was I actually kind of woke up and I was like, oh well, see, we have Fortnite players who are underperforming and stuff like, and then we have. Um, just people who aren't taking the team seriously. So I was like, yeah, you know, okay, come. yeah, exactly. So I was like, 
yeah, and it's just inactivity and stuff as well. So there was no yeah. need. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to have like a different standard on stuff as well. And also, um, hold, it's really great. Hold a high standard. Hold mm. a high standard. You 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 can run an amazing org. I know you can. Um, you definitely have a lot of talent and definitely a lot of potential. Uh, Appreciate um, it. You know, I, 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 yeah, and I say that as for you as a person. So don't set your standard too low. That's that's always my piece of advice for you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't set your standard low. Don't let people, you know, obviously we've talked about it. Don't let people like, you know, get under your skin because they're upset yes. about your decisions. Because at the end of the day, mm. what's best for you? Obviously, oh, yeah. you saw. I I love everybody in Zeta, but I always mm-hmm. ended up doing what was best for the organization, uh, which was best for me. And it all worked out because I still talk to every mm. single one of them every single day. I still love them all to death. I keep up with all my Zeta members. That's amazing, honestly. <laughs> and then my next question is, as far as like your personal goal, like as long as far as you personally, um, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, see for yourself, obviously, other than like, you know, the gaming, like, like trying to blow up on mm. gaming. Are you, are you trying to do anything for like university, stuff like that? Um, anything along those lines? Well, I've actually got a, um, apprenticeship. So I'm not sure oh, what that's true. like okay. in the, um, US. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like, an, uh, it, it's like where you get a job opportunity, right? To like learn about the job and everything. Yeah. But it's also like they also train you as well, like educate, educate you at the same time. So it's like, it's like, yeah, so it's college, an internship. But, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, um, I've just got that as well, so I'm quite enjoying nice, that. Congrats. So yeah, it's in IT, so it's quite nice. So, oh, yeah. so, you're stay- so you're staying around the computer industry no matter what. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> Dope. All right. Okay. Okay. Right, and then <clears throat> my last question. So what was the moment that you felt inspired to start streaming? What, what you know, you asked me kind of that question. So I'm, I'm kind of like shooting it right back at, at like back at you. Um, you know, what was it that, you know, you were like, one day you woke up and you're like, I'm going to turn on a stream today. And the rest was history. Are we going to talk about um, streaming? Or like we can talk about like when I started content creation? Uh, streaming. Like, like streaming and content creation, just, just both. I mean, you know, wherever you feel like was your true start. Mm. Where did you feel like you were actually like, wow. I'm going to start this today. And even if it wasn't just like yeah. a, uh, yeah, like even if it was like an inconsistent mm. thing, like where I always say is like 2017, I started yeah. streaming on Twitch and then I switched to Mixer and, you know, mm. rest of history. So what would you say was your start? So I originally started um, content creation on um, YouTube on um, 2017. But it was like the most scuffed thing ever. But um, right. I just, it always is. like I was literally recording from like um, my phone to a 3DS and I was like, uh and it only um I only started like um actually making it look decent by at least twenty twenty. Because um that's when I started to like go, oh, okay, I wanna do this, I wanna because um mixer is what um really got me into streaming. Like because I did stream a little bit on Twitch on like around yeah. twenty eighteen somewhat, because like like around when oh. Fortnite was getting big and stuff. And I was like, that's cool and stuff, but like I never really because Mixer like really inspired me to stream more than Twitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found like um the interface was so much better and stuff, like the sparks and stuff. The community on Mixer oh, was so I agree. Nice. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. 
I actually um won this headset from Mixer on a giveaway. Fun fact. Oh wow. Oh that's funny. Hmm. Uh, honestly, um I'm actually really happy to have these because I've had these for like about two and a half years now, so it's quite nice to have them. But um yeah, well all I said was um I need a headset to stream on the giveaway and it was like, okay, you won. But yeah. What? Um I know right. And people were literally commenting saying um, it's fake. Um, right, like, it's fake, and you're <laughs> like, no, like, I'm for real. Hmm. Well, no, like, when I was entering the giveaway, people told me it was fake, and then I won. Oh, uh, it was a fake giveaway, and you ended up winning. Damn, nice. Mm. Bro, did you, did you, it's like, side question, did you, um, like, what kind of games were you playing on Mixer? Were you still playing, like, Apex and, and um, all that stuff, or, or were um, you jumping into, like, did you start with Fortnite and kind of switch into something else? Because I know that's where a lot of people started. I started with Fortnite, but like on Mixer, I got introduced to a few streamers who were playing Apex at the time. So at the time, I was trying to learn keyboards, but um, I kind of switched over to controller for a little bit because I was back on console, back on Mixer for a little bit. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed Apex on Mixer a lot, especially um, the new feature of the um, Hype Zone. Hype Zones with... Um, yeah, I was, I was literally going to ask you, I was like, did you ever get Hype Zone? Because yes, I got Hype I did. so many mm. damn times playing it. Um, Playing Fortnite, um, I don't know if you remember too much about like so many of the, <clears throat> you know, mixer stars, um, but a lot of them were with Go Team Charity. Go Team Charity was the uh, it was like Game On Team Charity, and mm -hmm. it was basically like the um, I don't know if you remember Gamers Outreach on Twitch. It's like basically that, but like Mixer's version, oh, okay. and that was where a lot of like. That was like where a lot of the mixer superstars got to jump in, and I think that's like really where I felt like I got my foot in the door because <clears throat> I joined Go Team Charity, and they had like Jenny Smiles, Force Dump, Bon Bon, uh, um, Overgirl, uh, all these, all these freaking like oh fantastic superstars, Tonzi, uh, yeah. um, all these people. Uh, the list, the list goes on forever. Um, oh. <clears throat> and I joined Go Team Charity. And that was a great experience. I remember getting to play the Go Team Charity Squads tournament for Fortnite, and played that with Pump and Woofers and them. And we ended up actually like winning the tournament. I think my team had like it was like we had like a hundred sign points in the second. We had like one hundred twenty somewhere around there, and the second place team had like thirty points. Like we actually like we like full dominated the whole entire tournament. It was actually a problem. Um, <laughs> I know some of the. I actually went around and like apologized to a bunch of the streamers because a lot of them weren't happy that we like full stomp the entire lobby like that. But it was kind of one of those things that I was like, "Yo, you know, wow." Um, <laughs> I couldn't really like do anything. Like, 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 like we just we just played extremely well. That was really all it was. Mm. But I, I miss those days, man. I miss those mixer days mm. when anything. And that was definitely like where everything like I had my most fun. If I could if I could turn back the clock and go back to Mixer mm. like and just, just enjoy that one more time, that whole experience. Yeah. Oh my god, I would do it any day of the week. I had this habit on Mixer where I would like stop streaming and then like start streaming like a few months again and then i'd like just hype up and then go straight back to mixer like a few months later For some reason i was really good at like just hyping up and then going back to it again 
But I yeah. really wish, because on Twitch, it was like, when I Mixer ended, because I thought, oh, Mixer was going to be around forever. And it really taught me a lesson, yeah, me like, too. saying, oh, nothing lasts forever, you know, and stuff. Like, yeah. sometimes you've got to put your foot down and actually grind and stuff and everything. And oh, that's yeah. what I did when I um, Mixer ended. And then when I went to Twitch on January 2021, and um, I got to affiliate in like 60 days or something. And um, yeah, honestly, there's a lot of things I wish I did on Mixer, but it was kind of limited. You know that um, yeah. I'm limited by the technology of my time. <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, um, yeah, but honestly, one of my um, favorite things about streaming, um, especially when I moved to Twitch, was um, making overlays. I know you told oh, yeah. me like about simplified overlays and stuff. But, like, I really like making yeah. excessive, like building overlays. overlays stuff, like, like, excessive. I mean, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at this podcast like view, and it's absolutely awesome. Oh, I do have something that like you may really like that. Um, I have in my closet another, basically, mm-hmm. uh, article of clothing that speaking on the topic of mixer. Let me grab it real quick. Oh my god, he's got the mixer hoodie, hasn't he? He's got the mixer hoodie. There's no way. He definitely has the Mixer hoodie. Well, if this is the Mixer hoodie, or at least anything Mixer related, oh my god. I've actually really wanted to buy a Mixer hoodie myself, actually, to be honest. But, um, they're out of stock anymore. Limited edition. Now, it's a shame. It really is. Because, um, honestly, the Mixer hoodie, oh my god. It's so clean. Yeah. So I hope you're ready for this one. So I have a nice throwback piece of clothing that very hard to find. He's got the hoodie. Got the mix it. He actually got, got I called I it. The color I block it. hoodie. Yep. I called it. Still have the color block hoodie to this day. Definitely. Oh my god. My worth fa- so much. Like still my my favorite fucking hoodie I ever got. Oh my <laughs> got a, god. Got got the nice little mixer hoodie. Um because I was an affiliate, I got a nice little like discount mm. on it, which was awesome. Cause that was when they were piloting the affiliate program. Yeah, yeah. They started they started putting that, to- that together so where weird. like Yeah, it, it was like so... it was it was mm. a weird program. They started like piloting it with like a couple popular like streamers. I know like Tiana Reese started doing it. Um, and I got to like test it out and everything, which was really cool. Great opportunity. So thank you, Mixer, to like allowing me to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I got like, a nice like, discount on that hoodie, and it was like a sixty dollar hoodie. So I was like, yo, like, and I think I got it for like forty bucks. So I was like, whoa, like that's actually kind of a steal, like twenty dollars less. Mm-hmm. Bought it, and I didn't realize like how valuable, like how rare that piece would be when mm-hmm. Mixer shut down. And now like people see it and they're like, what? Like no way. Like stop. Like you were like, how did you get that? And I'm like, man. <laughs> like, you know, just, just a little something, something. I regret just kind of show not off. buying that. I really regret not buying that because at the time, Everyone I was like, does. "Oh, it's so annoying." Well, I was like, "Yeah, Mixer would be around forever. I can always get it another time." Right, you yeah. just get it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> little did I know. I see, <laughs> yeah, no, right. Little did we know, like everything mm. that was going on, um, like in the background and, and all the issues with that. I I was gonna say I think 
I don't know if Mixer still, if Microsoft still sells it, but, <clears throat> oh, wow. There is actually no way Microsoft still sells the remaining ones. Really? <laughs> only in EU, only EU one. So it's, I see it's, it's like 50 pounds. There is no way they still sell that hoodie. Send me that link. Send me that link. Send me that link. I got you, man. I got you. I am copying that. I am copying that. Let's see. Mixer color. Oh my god. That's mad. That is mad. I thought they sold out. I thought they sold out. They almost did. I think they still had like a few left. I called. I actually called Microsoft. And I was like, yo, I'm, you know, affiliate on the side, blah, blah, blah. And I said to them, so I said, uh, hey, you know, it's shutting down. I know. I, I know that's going on. I was like, yo, like, you mind kind of hooking me up <clears throat> real quick? <clears throat> so they were like, what do you mean? I was like, damn, you know exactly what I mean. Give me some free, like, mixer shit. <laughs> so they were like, they were like, mm. Well, I mean, I don't know. And I was like, what do, you, what do you mean you don't know? What are you going to do with it? They're like, well, we're still going to sell it, so you can still buy it online. And I was like, there's no way you're actually going to be like that. Um, I was mm. I was very saddened that they didn't give me more free. Like, they didn't give me free stuff. But, I mean, that was just me being selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to try and find that link for you, and I will send that to you as soon as I find it. Because it was on my phone, but I'm trying to get it on my computer. <laughs> Instacop. Mm. Hell yeah, but what 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 size do you wear? Just just small. <laughs> small. Yep. Okay. Okay. If anything, if anything, I may as a little gift to you, bro. If I can't find this thing, I'll ship you mine. Really? I'll ship you my I'll, I'll ship you my color block hoodie. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll pass the torch. Oh my yeah. god. That or just copy his Ada jersey if you want one. I don't, I don't care. I mean, take both. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, yeah, pick, pick your poison. You, you, you <laughs> Take your time. I can always buy the Zyder uh, one as well. So I don't I don't know if they still have it up yeah, on, they, the, on the Yeah, uh, I looked. Site, they still have they? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm very surprised because in the um contract they say, um, something about like, if you don't make a rev certain amount of revenue, in like six months or something, they close down the store. Well, we made enough revenue, so like uh, I don't mm. think it really mattered. Yeah, but I like, think I think after your first six now. months, they yeah. just don't really care too much. Mm. Almost a good brand. Dang. So yeah. They. The, um, so they they care. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I peeped that. I peeped it in the corner. I was like, is that an Oasis, like, jersey? <laughs> yes, it is. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> I Let actually, um, oh. at first, I asked them to, like, um, because they were like, oh, tell us what jerseys you like um, in their collection. I was like, oh, I like the Zyder one. It, it didn't yeah. really turn out, because I'm going to share a secret. They're probably not going to like me now I've said this. But um, they actually gave me a free upgraded elite version. They just gave us a free elite upgrade for free. I don't know oh, why, really? but I was like, I'm not complaining. Because <laughs> hey, we were we'll, meant we'll to have the um, 
yeah, we were meant to have the um faux jersey, but we just got the elite jersey. It's like okay, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, bro. Hey, uh, honestly, like shout out Armor. They make some good jerseys. Legends. Man. So honestly, y'all go cop the jerseys. Go cop some Oasis mm. jerseys right now. Code Oasis, ten percent off. Yeah. Mm. Code Oasis, baby. Facts. Well, yeah. So I mean. I think that's all I have on questions for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate um, if you could send that the color block. Yeah. I have chosen. I have chosen. All right, man. This will have your name on it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get the packaging and stuff like that. We'll be in touch. I'll make sure I uh, get this sent over to you. I think it's a medium. No, yeah, it's small. Fun. Never mind. No, it's a small. <laughs> Fits, it, 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 I forgot. It literally fits perfectly, and it's like super great hoodie. Nobody ever wears it anymore, so um, I'm just saying you're probably going to be like one of one. Oh my. Like, bro, I really appreciate you doing this for me, man. It means so much. Anytime, bro. Anytime. Because mm. I've wanted that like, for like years now. Oh my. Like, yeah, I'm going to try and do my research because I love this hoodie too, so I'm, I'm, mm. I'm going to try and see if I can find one for you. But if I can't yeah. find one, I'll I'll pass the torch. I'll pass the torch. It's time. Oh my. I really appreciate that one. Anyway. Anytime, bro. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap up the episode. So yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Where can they follow you? Uh they can follow me um on Twitter. Usually I'm mostly active on there. That's at mm -hmm. DumbwayZD. Uh you can follow my Instagram, same thing, but at the same time, uh, I'm not really active on there anymore. So go follow the Twitter. That's where you can find me posting some like real sus shit sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was our amazing guest, Dunway. Um, anything you want to say before you go? Everybody, go follow Team Oasis. Um, if you haven't already, go subscribe. Um, if you haven't already, um, show some love. You know, J-Face, absolutely, well, wrong way. J-Face, absolutely <laughs> amazing guy, you know. Um, fantastic dude, great heart. Um, and this is going to be a real successful team. And, uh, you know, I can definitely say that in my experience. Uh, people like him are going to make you know successful squads and, and create really successful orgs so uh be on the lookout for what they got going on wow those are some really kind words man i really appreciate that man of course thank you so much anyway thank you all for watching and we'll see you all in the next episode see ya <laughs>